before I forget. All right, we're recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes. Is it raining where you are? Snowing? It Wind. is snowing. Not too bad, but you're not you're not getting the California weather. Um, no. Mm-mm. Which is nice. That's nice. Uh, I hear you guys got good snowpack where you're at right now. Yeah, we're pretty decent, and up in the mountains looks good. So that's good. Something's happening. Yeah, something's happening. It's happening, man. We well, have snow for the next hour, and in fact. Uh, yeah, light snow for the next hour. We got rain, drizzle. Yeah, I keep track of Muhammad weather. You do. It says thirty-nine degrees, breezy. Yeah, it's pretty windy. Scattered showers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feels like twenty-nine, and on the freeway just now, it was quite blustery. Whole thing. So, where are you? I'm at the institute now. Ooh, your pressure's going to be rising. Oh, oh, what does that mean? Okay, you I got you, and okay. I was going to stress out. That means you got a storm coming. No, pressure rising means you've got pretty manageable, nice weather coming. Well, it's the the temperature's going to drop. So, yeah, yeah, but like, no snow, no rain, no. Oh no, know, just pretty open. Looks like the closest snow is Wednesday. There's a chance. Yeah. Nice. Are we in February yet next week? Not yet, right? No. Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right with January going quickly. And February can go quickly too. Let's just get through these two months. Okay. I'm ready for summer, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can never start too early on that one, I guess. I mean, spring is fine. Uh, spring's fine. Yeah. Spring's permissible. I actually summer like. Is- Spring and fall are my two favorite seasons here because summer you get quite hot and humid, but even though it's kind like, of, it's kind of windy, I like hot and seasons. It's nice, nice weather. You like spring and fall because they're dramatic, and you that's are. true. It's true, and you like summer because it's it's nice and easy, man. It, I'm is, just, it is what it is. I have no emotions and no drama <laughs> or energy because the mm-hmm. heat saps it right out of you. All right, no, let's talk. Lot. Let's talk a little seminary. We uh, let's open up first, though, with something you and I've been talking about. Um, and it's something that I've been working on with the teachers. The idea that we should learn who our students are and we should actively work to see them the way the Savior sees them. And we were talking, you've got a you call it a game? Is it a game that you play? I call it an activity. An activity. What are you afraid of the word game? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you give these kids an inch. <laughs> um, suddenly the yeah, I want, boys are being you know, over the Honestly, board. like I don't care that much, but I call an activity but so the students realize there's some purpose. We're not just playing a game today, but yeah, yeah. Well, tell us about uh, the what is the purpose and then what is the activity? So it's called the circle activity. The purpose is to help kids practice sharing personal things. Um, I mean, that's probably the main. And and we should slow down on that just so everybody caught that. The purpose is to practice sharing stuff. So it's not, it's not practicing asking follow-up questions or 
right? Having a discussion. It's really just that isolated, just practice. Uh, yeah. I want the students to get more and more comfortable sharing thoughts and feelings and experiences without feeling a lot of pressure, without feeling like I'm, I'm going to be judged. What does everyone think of me? Don't no, quite worrying about that stuff, you know? Yeah. Let's just talk yeah. as a class. So, and you explained so that what at the happened, outset. Yeah. 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 And I've given a few rules. So, we in our classroom, we're all sitting in a big circle. Um, everyone has just now normally you do this pretty early in the term, but I'm I'm we're closer to halfway through, but I just wanted to do it. Yeah. And we hadn't done it yet. Because you guys are on a trimester, just not to confuse anybody, right. you guys started what end of November, beginning of December. Uh, yeah. 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 And for my teachers, they know all their students, they've had them all year. They're yeah. in the same ward anyway. Yeah. So I give them all a, a piece of paper that I write their name on it, hang it over the front of the desk just so we can see everybody's names. Uh, not necessarily because I don't think I know them, but more so that if a student doesn't know another student's name for whatever reason. Now, I, yeah, I would think in the Midwest, the kids, they've been going to seminary together for three years, maybe. They're all in the same ward, yeah. Um. Anyway, so- for the most part. Then I say, here's the rules. I'm going to I'm gonna pick a person, I'm going to pick a direction, and I'm going to ask a question. And your job is just to answer the question. Uh, here's a couple rules. When it's not your turn to talk, you just, you, you can't talk. You have got to put your phone completely away because we're going to also practice paying attention to people who are talking. Um, so you, you can't, you can't, I even say, no, you can't have your phone out, you know, well, it's turned upside down. I, I know. I, I know. I understand. I, I understand everything about you. Put it in your backpack. <laughs> you know, you just put it in your back pocket. What are we going to do? And then I say, we're going to start, we're, we're going to practice not judging each other's answers. Not really, you know, we don't have to make, have a big response. And you're going to practice giving transparent, sometimes vulnerable, clearly expressed thoughts. I, that's all. I mean, so you're not here to make us laugh every time or to lie. <laughs> you know, I'll ask you questions and you just answer them and we're, we won't even wait. We'll just go to the next person and they'll answer and they'll answer. And, you know, I've, I'll, I'll average 27 to 30 kids per class. So, you know, each yeah, question. You're moving. Minutes. Is yeah. yours hard? Is yours hard? Is it hard for you to not validate them? Be like, oh, thank you. Next person. Um, yeah. Especially at the beginning, because I'm so used to saying, gosh, thanks for sharing. Oh, I love that. That's a great. Thought. Tell me more about that. You know, but so I just nod and look at the next person and I tell them that I'm not going to say anything about your answer. I'm just going to nod and look at the next person. So I will say to start with, let's do a real easy one. Terry, we're going to start with you. We're going to go Joshua's direction. Terry, what's your favorite color? And they'll all go blue, red, green, pink, orange, aqua. They go around. We get to the end. I say, you guys did great. That That's all it is, what you just did. I said, now, some of the questions will be like that and other of the questions uh, we'll be a little, you know, maybe a little deeper. I said, okay, so now, Susan, we're going to start with you. We're going to go Mark's direction. Susan, what do you think your parents like about you? And, you know, instantly they're like, um, oh, hmm. that's not my favorite color. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I say, now, guys, you're free to pass. I mean, this isn't therapy and it's also not a bishop's office. So this isn't a place to share a sin and this isn't a place to burst into tears necessarily, you know, and you know, you you won't want to share everything with everyone. It's not always appropriate to do that, but you may need to take just a few seconds to think about, especially if you're one of the first two people to answer. And that's okay. Um, 
Don't, so don't Matt's, feel like you've got 20 seconds yeah, so, to answer. Yeah. So if you have to say, gosh, what do my parents like about me? Uh, well, they probably like that I play with my younger brother a lot when when he's at home. And, and then I'll say, great. And then just next person. Well, I think they like that I, you know, whatever it is, you know, and so they go around that. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other questions. Uh, I asked, you know, so we just did this on Tuesday. I asked, would you go to the movies all by yourself? Have you ever done that? And would you do that? And they just very quickly go around the room and say that. Okay, here's another one. Tell us about your first experience in the temple or with the temple. What, so what's that, the first that, one, one? that one's going to take more words than just a pithy, right? You're yeah. telling a story now. Gonna, so maybe they're sharing a quick story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you let them know that. This one, you're going to tell a quick story, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. If I feel like I need to. Yeah. Uh, a question I asked that was just a yes or no question is, have you ever felt the spirit at school, but not associated with seminary? And then I say, if your answer is yes, you are free to share that, but you don't have to. And so a few kids did, a few kids didn't. There were very few who said, I have never felt the spirit at school. Um, oh gosh, what would annoy a mission companion about you? <laughs> Uh, you know, and that's kind of a fun one. Was ninth grade enjoyable, rough, or something else? And why? That's because none of so, your kids are in ninth grade because they're sophomore correct. through senior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you could, you could ask grade. eighth grade. Yeah. Was middle school, was junior high rough? Yeah, yeah. Are you good at pondering? And and how do you know if you're good at pondering? Maybe that's uh how would you experience not having a cell phone for a week? Uh, how would you describe high school dating life in 2023 in one sentence? Um, on this one, I have everyone pull the phone out and say, what's your daily average on screen time on your iPhone? Everybody pull your phone and, out. <laughs> yeah. So what we did this time is I say, everyone needs to guess. Don't pull your phone out. You tell me what you think your daily average is for screen time on the on your phone. And they all go around oh, 42 minutes, oh, probably three hours. And then I, the next question is, we're going to start with the same person, go the same direction, pull your phone out and tell us exactly what it was. Tell and that was really, <laughs> really fun and kind of funny. And yeah. uh, where do you work and do you like it? Uh, do you personally feel any stress about money? Um, what what gospel topic always seems to catch your attention? What What's one you just love talking about or hearing about? Mm. Um, do you feel like your gospel or scripture study has improved or not over the last year and how? either direction. So you, you, you've sent me this list of questions, right? Yeah. I'm just picturing somewhere, somebody scrambling with wet dishes, hands, trying to find somewhere to write these questions. Yeah. Yeah. We, I'll email them to everybody. Yes. Yeah. Do you like talking to strangers? Why or why not? What is one role you feel you've been sent to your family to fulfill? Uh, How does heavenly father typically assist you when you are struggling? If I ask 20 people who know you well, what would they say they like about you? Just what, those. Yeah, what th- this is such a, a variety. I mean, there's some spiritual in there. There's some introspection. There's some relational questions in there. When you do this, what does this do for you as the teacher? This absolutely helps me, helps me get to know students on things that don't normally come up in class all of the time. Yeah, you know, what's, I think, I don't know if this one's on here. I always seem to ask it. What's something you're interested in and like, but you're a little embarrassed about it. Uh, I still play Pokemon and I'm a senior. I'm, you know, whatever it is, you know, and then honestly, and I know this is going to sound like a small thing, but it's actually a big thing. A lot of 
the next three weeks worth of like little jokes are about these. From, yeah. You know, when a kid walks in the next day and I say, so what mine, what, what Pokemons did you, Pokemons did you pick up yesterday? Uh, you know, we can laugh a little. And then he's like, actually, I got a pretty good one. And then I'm like, really? Cause my kid actually, it just gives you some things to be interested in and to talk about. You'll learn about their parents. You'll learn how they feel about their parents. And well, nothing, uh, nothing brings a group together like inside jokes. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Now all of a sudden you have inside jokes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. And and so this is going to be, and I'll, I'll do a micro idea uh, lesson gym kind of a thing for my video this week on this, because I do think it's a natural progression as we're trying to do the work to see our students the way Jesus does. We got to know them. And, and so this is a fun way. This week, um, we have a acquiring spiritual knowledge part three. And again, if you're going to hold off on doing this lesson until fall of next year, um, then then replace with circle game. Does does the circle activity take the whole time? Or how long do you usually take? Uh, yeah, I usually use it the whole time. The whole time. So for those of you out there that have like Friday food, I mean, this is perfect for Friday food, right? Um, if, if you're Zooming out there, this is perfect for Zoom because you're yeah, not yeah. doing anything other than just practicing listening to each other. But yeah, so uh, highly recommend it. Thanks, Brian, for that. We are let's let's talk about the week. So we've got Matthew three, Mark one, Luke three. Looks like it's all centered on Jesus's baptism, basically. Yeah. I think. Um, I think so. If if we look, yeah, let me let me look at the overview. And you know, if you're near a computer out there, you might want to do the same. Yep, yep, yep. John the Baptist. And so as you move through Monday's lessons, purpose is to help students consider how they've accepted and followed the Savior, how they can strengthen their commitment to accept and follow him, and how they can help others prepare to accept and follow him. Um, looks like they want you to have access to general conference addresses. And so if I go into this lesson, I'm a little curious what it's going to look like. Um, just looking at the first call-out box, help each other. Most students like to learn from each other Help them understand that as they participate in class, they can have a positive effect on others. Encourage them to sincerely listen to other students and respond thoughtfully and with kindness to each other. Looks like that's right up the alley of the circle activity, right? Yeah. yeah but but yeah. these call-out boxes, so unlike past curriculum where they'd have these call-out boxes, but they usually were just random teaching tips that really didn't have anything to do with the lesson. I found that these ones are telling you something about this lesson because if you roll down the possible learning activities, um, it's having you put group, put students into pairs and small groups and go through studying things together. And so, yeah. you know, the idea of let's listen to each other and be kind to each other is, uh, is part of what you're going to do this day. Um, there's a call out box about halfway down as students answer, consider asking follow-up questions. Um, and so they're giving you that. So this, this lesson is a discussion-y lesson. That's what I'm seeing. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Rip. I believe so. And, and what's funny is Classes, abs I mean, a lot of times teachers fall into the trap of saying, gosh, I just have such a quiet class. Well, they are now, but most students don't know how to participate in seminary natively, even their whole, if they're talkative. Yeah, their whole experience with church classes is be reverent, which means shut up. And so we've got to teach them and then let's practice. And, and, and again, if you're trying to be a good baseball, you know, a batter in baseball, you don't just hope you're a good batter. You go to a batting cage and and the coach sets things up so you get to swing a million times and get yeah. better at it. Yeah. You know, if you think, gosh, my my 
Klaus just isn't good at discussions. Well, then let's show them how to do it. And then let's just practice in little spurts every single day. And we can get them there and they, and they can, and they want to. I mean, in fact, I've been, I've been super deliberate about that in the past because section 88, I believe it's verse 118 says um, that let there be a spokesman so that all aren't speaking at once, but when all have spoken, all will be edified of all. And and so this is the school of the prophets. The Lord's clear about everybody needs to participate. Everybody needs to hear everybody and everybody needs to be good at listening to everybody. And so I've even set up a discussion to say, we've got to practice doing this. If you got a class that just does not do it, we're going to, you know, here's a block of scripture. Here's a couple of questions. You go ahead and, you know, give them a little space and time to read it. And then start with somebody and tell everybody else, your whole job is to listen to what they say. And I'm going to ask a couple of you to ask them questions, you know, and you just kind of direct, you just kind of playing a little, uh, you know, you're moving your chess pieces around to help them have a discussion with each other. It's also interesting in the same lesson. Um, if you've got a class that again, same thing, doesn't know how to interact appropriately, but they're just loud, not instead of quiet, opposite yeah. problem, you still need to train them on how to do it appropriately. And activity A, there's a journaling um, activity. There, There is some moments, even though this lesson has some discussion, it also looks like it's got some introspective yeah. parts too. So anyway, um, yeah, that's a great lesson. And, and it even gives you an alternative if you've got, you know, a, a class that's more uh, hands-on, you know, the very first thing that says, rather than describe uh, this, why don't you actually set up this um, situation where students come in, there's all these obstacles yeah. in the way or whatever. I do yeah. like the curriculum absolutely seems to be aware of the fact that not, not all classes look exactly the same. I mean, if you have a quieter class, if you have a louder class, there's usually going to be some ideas to fit, you know, yeah. different opportunities. Now, when I was looking at the Luke 3 Tuesday lesson, mm -hmm. remember, we kind of talked about how if you do the student preparation all the time, they'll probably do it none of the time. But right, if you right. can pick one of them, this one seems to be interesting. I'd be curious, Brian, how you would, if you were to do well, something. Okay, which, which one are you at? You're in Luke 3? So I'm back to the overview. Yeah, back to the overview, oh. Luke 3. The student preparation is invite students to reflect on their own attitude and experiences with repentance. Students could ask themselves questions like the following. What feelings or emotions do you have when you think of repentance and why? What experiences have you had with repentance? What questions do you have about repentance? Now, if you just do that, I, I don't know. My experience with teenagers is if I were to say Monday, so tomorrow we're going to talk about repentance. So I want you to think about these questions. They're not going to think about those questions again, most of them, until you see yeah. them on Tuesday, right? Right. So how would you, because I think it's a great idea, because this lesson, as I look through it, statements by President Nelson, where he's trying to kind of help us, you know, fix our toxic relationship with repentance. Um, yeah. It's going to be a good one. How would you set up the student preparation on Monday so that they're ready on Tuesday to think repentance and talk about it? So I think you have a couple options. One is you could give them a quarter sheet of paper that has those questions on the top. What feelings or emotions do you have when you think of repentance? Why? What experience have you had with repentance? What questions do you have? And you might say, I'm giving you this piece of paper. I want you to fold it in half, put it in your pocket. At some point when you are not in this building, I want you to write some answers. I don't care if you do it tonight before you go to bed. I don't care if you do it in your first hour of class. I don't care if, you know, but just at some point where you write and bring this tomorrow, you're going to bring this paper back tomorrow filled out. I don't care when you do it. Okay. Option number two is, and for early morning teachers, this is, you know, obviously easier than for where I'm at, but 
you could text one or two of these questions to all the students. I'm going to text you throughout the day, different questions about repentance and and respond. Yeah. One that I like a lot because I'm constantly trying to nurture relationships between parents and their kids is I could text the parents and say, at some point tonight, will you ask the students one of these two questions? When you ask Mm -hmm. your child one of these two questions, and then the next day, I'm going to say, did your parents ask any questions last night? And, oh, so what'd you guys talk about? How many of you have never talked about this kind of stuff with your parents? Yeah. And they're, and they're, you're off to the races. Those are great suggestions. And, and I just, I thought if you're going to highlight one of the student preparations, that, that those will give you some great options on what you could do and how you could handle it. So um, thanks for that. The, the material for students you'll notice is the for strength of youth. And then in parentheses, it says booklet 2011. Now I learned today that if you click that little feedback box over there, it'll let you now, and maybe this is new. I don't remember it doing this before, but it'll let you specifically point out the thing you want to give feedback on. And I did, I said, why are we do it pointing them to booklet two, 2011, you know, just get rid of that part. Because if you actually click the link, it sends you to the updated for strength of youth. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And in the lesson manual or in the actual lesson plan for that one, it, it it's the updated one. It's not this one. So it just looked like an oversight to me because when I looked at that, I'm like, we don't want to go back to the 2011 one. We want to go to the updated one to talk about repentance on this one. So this one's a highly, highly applicable, relevant lesson. So approach Luke three with that expectation. We've got to talk about real stuff here because understanding about what repentance is and do we actually feel joy when we think about repentance or do we think it's all punitive? This this affects the relationships our students have with the Savior. So it's a big one. Yeah. Okay. Um, then there's going to be two parts on John the Baptist. Um, part one, oops, I went off the overview and went to the actual lesson. I think one of these is more informative than the, and then the other one is, yeah, students uh, well, this will help students understand and explain the importance of baptism. This one's just pure. Let's, let's understand doctrine. Let's right. learn about baptism and be able to explain this to a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And part two is this lesson will help students deepen their understanding of each member of the Godhead, uh, which in turn can impact their choices in life. So this is interesting. This has got to be just focusing on, I don't know why it's hyperlink. Um, why it, that focusing just on the, the fact that the father, son, and Holy ghost all manifest themselves differently here. Um, so I'm looking at the call out box for this one. Recognize the student's current understanding. Each student brings unique experiences, knowledge, understanding, and perspective to class. Seek to discover students' current understanding of a given doctrine, principle, or concept, and then look for ways to guide them through the learning process. Boy, that sounds like know your students again. Yeah. How would yeah. you do that? You've got a class of 30. How do you how do you even try to do what this call out box is inviting you to do? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. If you wanted to know, like, I mean, we almost could take for granted if we were to ask our kids, what do you understand about the Godhead? That probably most of our students would be like, well, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are separate. You know, like they're going to get that. Don't you think? Yeah. What do you anticipate they might not have a great understanding of with the Godhead? I mean, maybe there are different roles, you know? I I mean, we... You know, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I get I get asked all the time, even by return missionaries, when the scriptures say God said or the Lord, who are we talking about? We talking I get asked about? that all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's one to to dig in on. I, I you do know, know the other 
thing yeah, you could ahead. do is you could, you could say to the students, what do you think? I asked this about personal revelation quite a bit, but it could be expanded anywhere else. What do you think is a common misunderstanding about the Godhead? And let the kids, because sometimes the kids will say something they are confused about, but they didn't want to admit they were confused about, but they're would actually you, answering you, the question. Would you qualify that by saying among Latter-day Saint youth or just yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because if you say, because I'd be worried about getting into the pulmatics of like Trinity doctrine of their friends and peers, and yeah. I, and I don't know how relevant that is to anybody these days, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, what what do you think is a common misconception among Latter Day Saint youth about the Godhead? Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good way to to do it because you got to know well, what you're trying to help them understand. Four of them and say to the kids, we're going to vote on the one you think is most common. Here's four things people probably misunderstand. What do you think is the most misunderstood of these? You know, I don't know. There's lots of different ways. Yeah, it says. Uh, uh, so there's an interesting thing here, a quote from President Oaks about uh, risky behavior and how teens cope. And. Um, yeah. Does this describe you? Does this somewhat describe you? Does this not describe you at all? So that's kind of interesting. That's like what, what this research found and what President Oaks highlights and then asking kids to be vulnerable. Does this describe you or is this not you at all? You know, that's that's interesting because yeah, then they're yeah. going to tie that to an understanding of God. I wonder if it's got the Joseph Smith quote in here that if you don't understand God, you don't understand yourself or some kind of an idea like that. Anyway, this is an intriguing lesson for Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Oh, no. Nope. Just kidding. I saw Joseph Smith and thought I was right. It was a different one. Yeah, very cool. No, this is, I love the approach they're taking on this, though, because it, in times past, we were worried about teaching theme lessons. Um, and this is 100% a theme lesson. Like, we we are just taking a few verses to really hammer down on an important doctrine. I hope they make it relevant here. Um, I, I just caution us to not think we're still in 1820 and that the, the Trinity, you know, we Latter-day Saints seem to really be so keen on, on Joseph saw two, not one. And I just don't know how many, yeah, I don't know how many of our Christian brothers and sisters care. I don't know how much this is relevant to our life, you know, in one way or another. So, you know, be, be careful on answering questions that aren't being asked, um, relevance is key here, but I think the, the way the lesson's written, it seems to be very relevant. Yeah. So I mean, pretty... go ahead and make sure students understand that just in case, but you don't need to spend 30 minutes on it. It's not the thing. Yet. Yeah. Now, most of my teachers probably are going to not use um, the ask part three until the fall, but just in case they are, I had an idea and this might be a harebrained idea. You talk me out of it. But this is all about um, divinely appointed sources is this lesson. So I think part one probably was act in faith and part two is probably examine with eternal perspective. This is the third part. But it, it kind of talks about this idea of trustworthy sources. And this lesson is definitely set up to be kind of a workshop. So they give you like a handout on some questions you should ask for evaluating information. Um, and then they then they say, so what questions, uh, let's see here, where's the activity? Um, oh, I can't find it now. There, there's at some point in here where they have them. Okay. Choose a piece of information you have heard or a question you have about God. This is all at the bottom of the lesson, but this for sure would take most of the time of class, even though it looks like it's like your last five minutes, um, a uh, question or information or whatever. Take a few minutes to practice searching for answers. Um, I thought this is important enough that it would be maybe a good idea to actually 
give them a question. So rather than like hope they have a question, because sometimes that's where we get stuck with students, like right on the spot, they just can't think of what they don't know, you know. But, you know, you could say, all right, let's talk about seer stones. It's a part of our history. It's how the Book of Mormon was translated. It kind of makes us weirdos, you know. And uh, and <laughs> now is this a terrible idea? I've done this in Institute. Um, when I've taught them, I think I used uh, Anthony Sweat's uh, from Seekers Wanted, where he talks about how to like gauge how good a, a source is in history. But yeah. I almost would want to say, and you'd have to gauge how well your students, you know, where they're at, but just say, let's start off. Everybody pull out your phones. And I just want you to Google Joseph Smith Searstones. And let's just see what Google gives us first. And, and like, what are your top hits? And just kind of write them on the board. And what are the sources? Now let's see what we can learn about these sources and, and just go to those sources and, and kind of like point out, why this is a trustworthy source or why this one isn't a trustworthy source. Is that a good idea? Or are we playing with fire with that kind of an idea? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I see the merits of the idea. I, I'm always a little hesitant. I don't want to be the one to point them somewhere that they um, end up stumbling down a hole and, and, but the question, but they're gonna find these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're operating in a world where they are Googling things already. Right. And so that's why I'm like, so I get what you're saying. And and so there maybe may it's one where you do it first. You see what's going to come yeah, up. Yeah. So you up. use one that you've already Google. vetted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that Google doesn't display the same results for everybody, but you know. Right. Well, certainly for me, yeah. It it usually favors church sites because they know that's where I go. But you know, I wonder if you could almost like clear the cache. Is there a way to do that? Anyway, but but like I think Searstones is a safe one because there's plenty that of people who want to pick on us for it. But then if you go to the church news, we got a picture of the seer stone. Like the, like the yeah. church has done a bunch. There's an article on the seer stone. You can definitely um, find good sources. Yeah, right there's there. sources that are not trying to like, you know, that's not where the important thing's not this, the way the book more. Like that's maybe what we kind of did 15, 20 years ago. Now there's like articles from the church on the seer stone and historians talking about it. So that's why I thought that one would be a good one. But just to point out to them, because because I did do that once with, um, I think the question I used, and it's in a it's in a Canvas video I have somewhere in the archives, um, the Jupiter stone that Joseph Smith purportedly had in his pocket when he was murdered. And so we went to, like, I chased down where that source was that said he had it. And uh, it's not a good source. And I and I went through with the Institute students like, all right, well, let's let's read their sources. They say that they've got pretty good evidence. He had this. Let's look at them. And it was like a third person account 150 years later, put in an anti-Mormon magazine. Like I just said, so this is what these are the facts of this source. What do you guys think? How reliable on a scale of one to 10? And they're like, oh, this is like two on reliability, not good at all. It, it was helpful, I think, for them to see, you can think critically. I think sometimes in our Google generation, we don't know we can think critically about you know the things we ought to. And then we think we should be critical about all the things we maybe should be more faithful about. So anyway, I leave that as maybe something to explore, but um, be careful. Anyway, they give you some sources here to use though in there and and so that'd be good, but all right. Well, that's a fun week, man. Sometimes when I do these podcasts, I think oh, I kind of wish I was teaching these lessons, but um, anything got you jazzed or any final parting thoughts no, on I, next week? No, I like this stuff. I, I think there's some good things to practice along with what we're teaching. So for sure. All right. Well, thanks for letting us pick your brain and, and uh, hopefully I'll get some comments from the teachers on how the circle activity goes and I'll let you know how it goes next yeah, week. Yeah. I'd be curious.
All right. All right. Thanks, my brother. All right. Peace. Peace.